Have you heard of Anchor? It's free and it's so easy. If I can figure it out, pretty much anyone can. Create your own podcast from your phone or any device and they will distribute it across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms on your behalf without you having to do a thing. You can also make money without any minimum listenership or any required audience. Anchor is super easy to use, and all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your own podcast today. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast with Diana Crash, founder of Good Vibes Marketing. Good Vibes Marketing provides organic content and marketing solutions to the cannabis space. And this is Leah, co-founder of BakeSmart. Our can of cows are the first edible safety designs for cannabis-infused foods. Anyone from your child to your grandmother will understand when a food is medicated as long as it's marked with our edible green crosses. So Leah, how are you doing today? <laughs> well, Diana, I am not doing well because I hurt my knee really bad. And but thank God for CBD because I was pumping CBD into my system last night so I could sleep and it was so great. I'm a, I'm a little bit groggy cuz I think I overdid it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but it happens. It happens. It happens. Uh, you need some CBD coffee. I Hey, you know what I think? Well, that's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? I mean, it's relaxing you, but pumping you up. I don't know. I don't know. That sounds crazy. I love that's the perfect combination. Right. Hybrid. (laughs) Right. Right. Pump you up, but yet takes that edge off too. Yeah. So what is, let's go into our favorite things because I'm dying to share. So what is your favorite thing? Okay. I'm starting with this. (laughs) Yeah, you are. You're going to start. All right. So my favorite thing is, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, uh, Muru. It's M-U-R-U, but there's like that thing above the first U. Oh, and I know- my God. I love this company. They make the best, the very best, uh, uh, like water additions, I guess they are. They come in these little yes. bars. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So tell me about your experience before I hijack your favorite I thing. <laughs> I haven't experienced it yet. I just learned about that. Well, I didn't just learn about them. I've known about them for a while, but I realized that they came out with CBD products. So I'm going to hunt those down and find. Oh yeah. I should send you some. Uh, They are so amazing. So I met them at a trade show at the, um, the cultivation classic and they had a booth and they were giving out these free samples. It was their, I think their blackberry. I think they have a blackberry flavor Mm. and it was delicious. Oh my God. It was so delicious and it's CBD. So of course, you know, I love my CBD, but it's so refreshing. You just add it to sparkling water and boom, you have like the best tasting sparkling water and you get the benefits of relaxing through CBD. In fact, oh my gosh, I'm going to pull that out. Now that we're talking about it, I, it's up mm-hmm. in my cupboard and I forget about it. But yeah, they're great too. In fact, um, some friends of mine are sharing their space with them and they're supposedly really nice people, just really great, the kind of people you want to work around in the industry. So yay. I'm glad that's your favorite nice. product. Yeah. Because they right. it's well, actually their product. Bad. Yeah. Well, their product tastes amazing. Like seriously amazing. And yeah. at Tokativity events, um, they serve that sometimes too. 
So mm-hmm. I've been able to nice. taste it quite a few times. Yeah. So cool. I'm sorry to hijack your What's favorite your- thing. <laughs> It's totally okay. My favorite thing is Smoke Cartel. And we have had uh, or have interviewed the C. She's now the CEO of Smoke Cartel at Darby Cox. But um, Uh I found out about them and we ordered a nectar collector and they sent us a torch. And oh my God, they, this torch is almost like a, it's almost like a gun. It's kind of like a little gun. It's red. This thing uh-huh. is so amazing because I've had a lot of different torches um, throughout the years. And this thing, it's just really nice. It it holds its charge. It's, um, you know, you have to use butane, which of course, but but it's so powerful. Oh my God, we love it. And then they, we got this really cool glass nectar collector and I can't really use it, but my partner uses it and he loves it. I mean, it's great for traveling, but the great thing mm-hmm. about Smoke Cartel is, so it's, it's an online head shop. They have all kinds of different things. A couple of things I like about them. They um, love animals. They support dogs. So they even have little uh, doggy uh, what am I, accessories, like little scarves and uh-huh. stuff. And I think that she's coming out with some cat accessories soon. And then yeah. they also uh, support, um, they have a nonprofit that helps uh, what am I trying to say? They have a nonprofit that supports change in the industry. And so they're out there lobbying for new laws to help people who have been incarcerated and things like that. And so it's, it's a really great company, I feel, because it's philanthropic. Um, they're doing a great job. It's a woman-run company, which I love. I mean, used, the CEO used to be her boyfriend, and now uh, she took it over. And I just, and she's amazing. Um, I got, it was actually lucky enough to talk to her and she's amazing doing great things. And I just love this company and I'd like for our listeners to support them because I think they ship all over the world. I could be wrong about that, but I do believe they do Mm. ship um, across, across the seas. So their website is smokecartel.com. It's smoke S M O K E cartel C A R T E L.com. And they have just, they have like a mystery box. Order. Yes. Yeah. They have, oh, and they have, um, they have all these hand blown glass pipes and they have uh, glass blowers oh. on staff. So a lot of the things that you can buy on there are made in, um, Savannah, Georgia, or she's outside mm-hmm. Savannah, Georgia, right. but great company and great people. So, uh, that's my favorite thing. And I really encourage our listeners to get out there and support them. And I think they can support, um, Mew Mew, Mew too, Mew. because Mew Mew, thank you. Yeah. Mure, yeah, what are they? Mure, <laughs> mure, <laughs> because, <laughs> because they're CBD. I think they ship. I think they ship. Yeah. All well, it's it says to find a retailer, so I'm going to look into that. Let's talk about what we're here to talk about today. And before we start talking about it, maybe we should agree on the pronunciation of the word because I always am confused if I'm saying it, pronouncing it right correctly. <laughs> Ancillary. And what word is that? Ancillary. 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 Yeah. Ancillary, isn't it? Ancillary? ancillary, ancillary companies, ancillary, ancillary companies. I hear people say ancillary An- and then ancillary and ancillary. ancillary. No, it's ancillary. ancillary. It's not spelled with an I. Ancillary, ancillary. Now I don't even know. I ancillary. All right. right, right. Now I'm gonna. It's one of those things I've overpronounced it, so I can't say it anymore. But that's what we're talking about. Well, <laughs> well I say ancillary, and that's. 
and I have one, so <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what? Are, so we're saying ancillary. Ancillary. We sure are. We're saying ancillary. And what are you? If you just if you have, we both have. You know, that's what we do. We, we're both. Yeah. yeah so do you. Field. And even if we can't pronounce it correctly. Um, so <laughs> we're talking about why ancillary businesses and cannabis deserve your attention. Um, and I think that it's a big, big deal right now, uh, or it has been for a while. If, if you want to get in this industry and you're not sure how, or you don't have a lot of experience touching the plant or maybe no experience touching the plant. I certainly don't. I don't. So I kill I kill plants like I'm not <laughs> I'm not yeah. I have no you don't want me touching plants um anyway so how do you get into the industry you know if you if you don't have any any actual touching the plant experience as we say um and that's a big deal right now there's lots of ways now yeah a lot of people are getting into the industry that way so we're going to talk about some some ways that you can get into it or just some considerations before uh, getting into that area of this industry. So the first takeaway or tip is to take stock of all your work experience um, and exercise every possibility. Um, Look at your collective work experience. Um, Do you want to add something to that, Leah? (laughs) sure <laughs> i was just listening you were doing so <laughs> no just yeah see what you're good at like i was an executive assistant for years and years and years so i'm i'm not doing that now because i have my own businesses but i do see um ads coming through looking for an executive assistant at some of these well some of them are touching the plant but then like if i wanted to go work for a real estate agent who is doing cannabis real estate that would be a great way for me to get in and i think it's a great way if if like your family doesn't support marijuana or your friends don't support marijuana you can still work in the industry without necessarily being touched by the plant right so you know like you were yeah, saying yeah i have you know, experience like, of the um, real estate and then like if I weren't writing, that's what I would be doing. Probably I'd probably find a way because that's a, that's a field that people aren't really sure about. So you can kind of carve out an area for yourself in an an emerging field and and have some sense of security. I think that you're getting into an area of it. That's kind of unique in a sense, even though it's not unique in any other industry. Right. Well, I mean, that's how Ashley Picholo got started. The girl, the author of uh, Breaking the Glass Ceiling, she, um, you know, kind of came to work for some friends and she saw that there was a need for compliance experts. And so she made herself an expert in compliance, started studying all the laws, you know, and started her own little niche business. I mean, the wonderful thing about this industry is, is that anything that's out there as a normal business also touches the industry. So you could really take with what you're doing and make it your own here in the industry. Or you could be like me. And what happened with me is I have an ancillary business, Bake Smart, mm-hmm. where, you know, I started with sconed. I wanted to find a way to mark my edibles and there was nothing out there. And I was shocked. I'm like, what do you mean? You can't, you know, you want people to know that the, the edibles contain cannabis. And so that's how I started Bake Smart was because there was a need for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's lots of ways to get into the industry okay. and, and really taking stock of 
what are your talents? What are you doing right now? Because I guarantee you probably 80% of their, our listeners, whatever they're doing right now could be applied in the industry in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. And you can always check out, there's a list all around the internet. You know, there's a top ancillary industries in the cannabis sector list that we have um, to refer to. And a couple of them that are on the list are banking, packaging, which is up your alley, Leah. And we have, um, I think, legal, design, marketing. Insurance. Insurance is another big thing that's getting a lot of play right yeah. now. Is um, There's a lot of people in the insurance industry finally you know, coming through and stepping into this space. When I went to the last trade show, there are a lot of insurance agencies there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's another really good yeah. one. Do you want to go into the next... So our second point is if you're an entrepreneur, find gaps. So for me, that was, like I just said, um, there was a gap. Nobody was marking their edibles. So I found a manufacturer and we work together now. And so I'm filling that gap. And luckily for us, edibles have to be marked in Colorado and Nevada and probably other states. So we're actually doing more and more business, but there's other gaps that you can find. Like, right. Um, like as a writer, um, there's like, okay. Or as a content creator, you know, is there's so many people out there doing that. So how do you stand out? Do you have experience writing about legal, um, you know, legal aspects or writing for lawyers, or do you have right. medical experience in your writing? Do you, right. you have technical experience? That's a huge one with all of this new technology that's out for. Um... Oh, tech is huge. Mm-hmm. Tech is huge right now. It's going to be just like the tech industry in Silicon Valley. I mean, it's just with the marijuana industry. I mean, that's, that's a big one. And you can help other people too, if you have tech experience or website experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and so there are a lot of ways that you can kind of just cross over and you just have to like look for that connection and look how you can kind of stand out as a as an employee or as an entrepreneur. Um, I mean, obviously, this is probably more for entrepreneurs, but if you want to stand out in a company, maybe it might help you to find where the gaps are in that company. Like we had um, Emma Chasen on. We've talked about her quite a bit. And she mm-hmm. found a gap in her company and created a position, which was an educator, and that worked out really well for her. So, you know, find right find the gaps because this is an emerging industry, so there are a ton of gaps right now. <laughs> now is the time. There really are. I mean, and there's space for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's so much room for everybody here. As more and more states legalize, as Canada legalizes, the UK is going to legalize soon. All of these countries legalizing helps everyone. And I mean, and there's going to be so much work for everyone. So just start looking now. And I always recommend, you know, um, if you're a, a wannabe entrepreneur, or even if you just want to get into the industry, find companies that you like, find people that you like, follow them, you know, um, comment on their on their things on social media, um, you know, introduce yourself at a trade show. Most of these people, I've never met anybody who was rude at these trade shows, mm-hmm. no matter how big they are. I mean, I met Steve D'Angelo and he couldn't have been nicer. And he spent so much time with me talking about what I was doing and, you know, how he could possibly help me. And it was wonderful. So you just have to really go out of your comfort zone and find those gaps and then 
find the people that maybe could help support you with those guys. Yeah, absolutely. You might look, you might find your favorite company and you might follow them and you might be, you know, a website developer and you might look at their website and say, look, this is garbage. Um, I mean, say it nicer than that, obviously, but, (laughs) you know, reach out to them and offer them a complimentary um, consultation and say, look, I want to help you out because you're one of my favorite brands. And it might be completely against everything that you feel like you normally do. Um, but it will pay off because I can attest to that well, myself. You know, I mean, just even your con- knowing you as is one of those I, I say situations. We both, I think, reached out, uh, right, and kind of stepped out of our comfort zone a little bit. Well, you definitely have to do that, and and also like if you're going to, um, well, for instance, with you and I, I. I really liked what you guys were doing before I came onto the podcast as a co-host. And so I offered to hand out um, postcards for you at MJ biz and get some speakers for you. And, and that was really helpful to you. And then it kind of, you know, ingratiated me to you too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And that's something that you can do. It's kidding. (laughs) Exactly. Now I've just weaseled my way in and there's no escaping. And, and this is how you do it, people. This is like, I'm a great example. Do what I did. You just make yourself invaluable. But that is true though. (laughs) Make yourself invaluable. If you like what you're just saying, if you're going to, if you notice somebody's website isn't great and you're a website designer, do a mock-up. Yeah. Say, Hey, look, this is what I can make your website look like. And then they see the mock-up and they go, Oh my God, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do that with anything. If you're, you know, a real estate agent, you want to go into cannabis, you could start valuing properties and, mm-hmm. you know, go to one of your favorite real estate agents say, look, this is all the work I've done. Yeah. And this find, is, you know, find a way to come up with a lease for people that are leasing their properties that is, you know, cannabis friendly. And then they'll be way more successful as uh, renters and landlords. I can guarantee that, <laughs> you know, find a way to get in and make it different. Don't just be like, oh, I'm a real estate agent. That's what I'll do in the cannabis industry. You know, find a way that you're going to stand out and that you're going to guarantee that you'll be, you know, your place in this in this uh, industry for a while guarantee your spot right yeah. um that's that's how i look at it at least exactly yeah so yeah the so next now. one is even though you aren't touching the plant stay informed about the law uh now obviously you're not going to know every single law in every single state every day because there's so many moving parts in this industry oh my god I mean, it's impossible. Right. You could have all the alerts on your Google and all the text, you know, anything. I mean, you could you could drive yourself mad with the trying to stay abreast of everything. But try to at least understand the general idea of what's going on in every state. Um, you know, find out what's new in the research areas um, and the legalities sense it's very important to know because even if you're not touching the plant just for creating content, you know, there's a lot of things that you're not allowed to say by law in your ads, depending on where you're coming from, you know, so depending on where you are too, like, right. you know, like in, in, the, in Oregon, you can't be saying um, things about the plant. Like, Oh, it, it's use this strain for this, this, and this, you right. Know? You can't act. I don't, I don't know if that is a content man- marketer yeah. or a, a content writer you can't make that, any but not claims. on a website you can't, you can't make any promises no you can't make any health claims you can't make any you can't say that it will cure anything or work i mean you could say it may reduce you know this or that but you can't say it yeah. will um 
you know, and you can't really directly say this is what it does. You could say you know, it has been found to possibly blah, 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 which is really ridiculous because people need that information. But that's the world we live in. So <laughs> it's important. No, but there's also you have to um, like, well, for us, we're an ancillary company. We don't touch the plant, but the banking laws that apply to marijuana businesses applies to us. So because our customers are the money is coming from the sell of the plant or from edibles or whatever it is, then it's drug money. It's considered drug money. So if I take money from Colorado, then I am basically money laundering or, you know, racketeering. It's crossing state lines. I can't do that. I could get shut down. So I can't use PayPal. I can't use Stripe. I use WooCommerce for my site and, um, and I use QuickBooks and I have a, a bank account with a big bank, mm -hmm. but if they looked into it, if they decided to audit me, they could shut me down. So it's, you have to be aware of that and know what you can use on your site. Cause I know people have used PayPal on their sites uh -huh. and been shut down because they weren't completely informed. They thought they could get away with it. They heard somebody else had done it. I don't advise that, you know, do your research, find out what's working for people and what's not working for people mm -hmm. and then follow those. Because even though you're not touching the plant, if you're taking money from people who are touching the plant, then it is considered illegal. It's, you know, it's against federal laws. So your bank could shut you down. And that's, that's a really big one. And it's always good to talk to an accountant or talk to an attorney. And a lot of them will give you a free consultation for your first appointment. So and there's a lot of it is really good or, you know, about that right now too. Like a lot of people are trying to change those. Yeah. They're trying to change the laws. I mean, it's that law is a federal law and believe me, you won't even have to do that much research if, if, you know, banking is approved across the board. There are like, there's um, in Oregon here, there is a credit union mm -hmm. that you can use, but you know, you kind of have to do some research wherever you are though. It's going to be specific to that. You don't have to go outside to other States to find out what the laws are that can apply to you. Look in your own state first mm -hmm. and figure out what's going to happen and talk to other people. And I always recommend professionals because they're the ones that are going to tell you, um, you know, another benefit for since we're on professionals, another benefit for ancillary companies is if you're an entrepreneur, then you don't have the same tax restrictions that you do if you touch the plant. So if you touch the plant, there are so many things you cannot write off. Whereas if you have an ancillary business, you know, you have the same write offs that any other business would have. And that will save you when we had our edibles company and Big Smart. Bake Smart saved Sconed because Sconed was going to get taxed on everything. So there was a lot that we could run through our ancillary business, which is another reason, a huge benefit. If you are an entrepreneur and you do want to touch the plant, you really need that, that side business to help wash through some of your expenses. And I'm not saying do anything. I was going to say, again, that kind of sounds a little our accountants. <laughs> Well, you know, no, if you go to a lot of these like conferences, and if you go to the, <laughs> no, 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 I will say this. If you, I'm not telling you anything different than you would hear if you went to any of the conferences, uh -huh. the marijuana conferences, they're saying the same thing. That okay. I'm saying. It's just basically, it's general information. Um, you know, always talk to an accountant, but yeah. generally this is the advice that they, they are giving to people. Yeah. Let's is make it you, clear. We're not an ancillary company. If you have that one. Yeah. We are not accountants. <laughs> we just play them on TV. <laughs> yeah, right? I wish. Um, no, I wouldn't want to play an accountant. That'd be boring. Uh <laughs> 
I would. I want to be the sexy accountant. Yeah, you would. You would want to be that. And you could. I'll crunch those numbers. Right. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, that's right. Um, so we're getting off topic again, Leah. Jeez. We are. We are. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you want to read the last one? So always stay on top of what's happening through alerts, trade magazines, blogs, uh, DCN, which is the direct cannabis network, which I know you really like. I love, um, love. Diana, <laughs> you stay informed through that. I say again, informed. Lot, yeah, they have everything that you can think of when it comes to this industry. Like if you're thinking about being an entrepreneur, um, that's the place to go because it has, and even if you're not, it has so much information. Um and it's on a daily. They have a lot of news coming out. They have a yeah. podcast. They have all kinds of things. Definitely check them out. Um, and then different trade magazines. I know MJ Biz. Yeah. Um, they have. They're always sending out daily reports. Um, there's uh, the California Manufacturing, um, the Marijuana Manufacturing Association. They've been coming out with a lot of alerts on California. So there's a lot of state specific um, trade. Mm-hmm groups that you could contact if you're like in California, you know, look for the groups that you're supporting or you're following, see what they have. Oh, yeah. And then um, legal blogs, legal blogs are another great thing. Mm-hmm. Look in your state, see who the top marijuana attorney is, follow them on their blogs because all of them are blogging right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You kind of have to, to be like relevant, I think in this industry right now. I think so too. I think that, well, you just, if you want to be um, seen as someone who adds value, that's it's always really good to do a blog. I should be doing a blog. I just don't have the time, but I mean, I have a business I'm trying to show value. I really should be doing a blog. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think that's, that's a good one. I think there's a lot of ways to get into this industry and a lot of those ways do not include even looking at the plant if you don't (laughs) want to um i mean really you can look at pictures if you want but you don't have to (laughs) (laughs) well some people's families don't support that right i mean some people their friends and families would not support them being in the industry if they were touching the plant but maybe they would be a little more open to it or be could become more open to it if they were let's say working for a real estate office or an insurance company Mm -hmm. or you know one of those other professional yeah um venues true 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 and for those out there that do support the industry in every way shape and form we appreciate you and we appreciate you spending time with us today if you are listening still (laughs) (laughs) after i know i i hijacked today's i'm sorry it's okay it's all that cbd i took (laughs) yeah it gave you so much energy and also made you tired (laughs) <laughs> anyway it was a hybrid that you yeah. love <laughs> until next time um we thank you women in cannabis for being brave and sharing your stories and just being who you are and making this possible so and thank you for your support of us yeah and be sure to follow us on social media absolutely um oh yeah that's right we have <laughs> we have a new instagram account and that and we have a giveaway don't we yeah we are we do we um oh actually let's talk about that for a quick second so ashley Pichillo, author of um breaking the grass ceiling has given us five signed copies of her book so the first five people that follow us at your highness podcast that's 
the the whole name of the podcast, um, Your Highness Podcast on Instagram, and repost an episode. It doesn't have to be this one. It can be any of the episodes with the hashtag Your Highness Podcast. Uh, the first five people to do that will receive a copy of Breaking the Grass Ceiling. You want to talk about that a little bit, Leah? Yeah, so Breaking the Grass um, Ceiling by Ashley Pichelow. She's going to provide five signed copies of her book. It's a wonderful book about women in the cannabis industry. Um, it's interviews with 21 different women, I believe, nice. and all different aspects of the industry. So, I mean, I feel like it's a Bible for any woman in the industry. I've purchased copies for so many different women, um, including you. Mm -hmm. I just started. And um, I feel it's just such a great book. It really is eye-opening about um, how the industry has affected some of these women who were at the very beginning mm -hmm. and, um, you know, their growth throughout. And so it's a great book and we're really excited and really grateful to Ashley for providing five signed copies for us. So be sure to share and you will get uh, your signed copy of Ashley's amazing book. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So the first five people that share, um, an episode or just share if you repost one of our posts on Instagram, rather, we'll just keep it simple with the hashtag your highness podcast will receive a copy of this book. So I'm excited for you if you get it. <laughs> because so far what I've right. really like it. So until next time. <laughs> no, it's so yeah. great. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Treatables, recognized for its superior full hemp plant extract infused line of nutraceutical pet products, offers grain-free functional chews in a variety of flavors and potencies. You can also grab uh, different potencies of their dropper bottles and capsules. Born from a passion to help pets and pet people thrive, Auntie Dolores, the parent company of Treatables, was founded in 2008 on the values of compassionate care. Superior ingredients sourced in the USA, consistent, reliable information, and integrity. All Treatables products are compassion certified and proudly made in the USA. And people can check them out at treatables.com. That's T-R-E-A-T-I-B-L-E-S.com. Next up is our segment, Beauty with Barb, featuring our resident, licensed esthetician who explores all things hemp and beauty related. In this Beauty for Barb segment, I will be discussing Empower Body Care, which I was lucky enough to try out. First, there is the topical relief oil. Key ingredients such as lavender, bergamot, and wintergreen. It is lightweight, yet very moisturizing. It is an excellent pain reliever, subtle smell, and non-greasy. Next, there was the soaking salts. Key ingredients were lavender and bergamot, which helps treat anxiety, insomnia, and depression. This was great for any of my pains and sores I was having that day. I was fortunate enough to take a bath with these, and I truly love my experience. And finally, we have the topical relief lotion. The key ingredient being lemon verbena. This lotion was very lightweight, gentle, and had a refreshing smell. It actually can help relieve headaches and jaw pain when applied externally. Empower customers say that the products can help with a large variety of issues like sore muscles, acne, back pain, headaches, migraines, cramps, eczema, and arthritis. Check out these awesome products at EmpowerBody.com and listen to our interview with the founder, Trista, in Episode 8 of Season 2. Until next time, follow me on Instagram at BeautyWTHBarb. That's Beauty with Barb. Our first guest today is Becca Recker. Becca Rucker is the sales and marketing manager at Frog Song Farm, 
the first B Corp certified hemp farm. Much of her work involves educating people about CBD through farmers markets, retailers, and the Frog Song Farm blog. A Portland native, Becca enjoys gardening, dancing, writing, and spending time with her partner and her five-year-old son. So Becca, what does your work with Frog Song Farm entail? So I joined Frog Song Farm about a year ago, and I run our wholesale program. So I work with all the businesses in Portland that carry our products. I also do our sales and marketing, our social media accounts, our blog, um, and then farmers markets and some event planning and press. So I'm kind of the Jane of all trades. Mm -hmm. I do pretty much everything that the guys don't want to do because <laughs> they'd rather be in the soil working with the plants. I love that Jane of all trades. <laughs> I should have been so far. It's, it's a working title. Yeah, I love it. That's an awesome title. So you pretty much do everything that no one wants to do. <laughs> yeah. And it's so ironic because the things I enjoy doing are the things they're saying, Oh, thank you so much for taking care of these. And I'm like, thank you so much for handling extractions. Wow. You know. that's awesome it's a sign of a good team I think so uh, and it seems like you guys really do have an awesome team over there from what I can tell on social media um, we do it's a lot of fun and um, Brett and Reed are both two of my close friends unfortunately we don't see each other as much as we would like to mm -hmm. but whenever we get to work together it's just a total party that's awesome you can't ask for more than that, really. Uh, I know. I, I try to remember that. <laughs> Every time we remember our worst jobs. Right, yeah. You know, it's like, uh, okay, I have really badass coworkers. Right, right. It's like we can't have what we want all the time, right? You can't have all, everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what does it mean that Frog Song, uh, ugh, sorry. What does it mean that Frog Song Farm is CBD's first certified B Corp? That's a mouthful. It is. <laughs> okay, so, so you, let's just simplify that a little bit. Certified B sure. is is a big deal, right, for a farm? Yeah. So for those who are not familiar with B Corp, it's it's sort of like organic certification, but for business. Ah. And so it's an international body that certifies. There are like fifty industries represented, mm -hmm. and it certifies companies that have proven. They meet rigorous standards for ethics and transparency and accountability. It's basically a, a way of using business as a force for good, for social and ecological good. Awesome. So, so as you might imagine, it's a super involved, a lot of paperwork, a lot. There's just so much vetting that has to happen to prove that you, you aren't just talking the talk, but that all of your business practices, your growing practices are reflected in your values. That's amazing. Yeah, so like New Seasons is a certified B Corp, Dr. Bronner's, if anyone knows, like seventh yeah. generation dish soap. There are a lot of like sustainability products that are B Corp certified. Yeah. But we were the first CBD company or hemp farm to even apply. I do hope that more will follow in the coming years. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And did you do yeah. all the paperwork because you enjoy it? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Um, I didn't have to touch any of the paperwork. Thankfully, our CEO, Chuck, is not only um, just so savvy with all of that, but actually really good at it. Oh, good. So um, it, it was like a six-month process of active paperwork and going back and forth with B-Lab. I think all told, the process was about a year. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's that's incredible. But totally worth it because when you think about the CBD industry, it's, as you know, just 
booming, but there's so many questions and consumers don't know how to choose a good product, how to choose a product they can trust. And so we thought, you know, instead of saying we're sustainable or full spectrum or lab tested, let's just prove it by getting certified by an outside body Mm -hmm. so we can add another layer of trust to what we're doing. And protection, because there's so many brands coming up right now. I think that it's kind of set you apart a little bit, right? Yeah. And it's super important. It's like, it's hard to be, it's almost like a good cop situation where like, don't, don't write off all CBD companies. Like there are some good ones out there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And not everybody can go through this process right now, but yeah, Yeah. it's good. It's good to try. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the biggest farm specific challenges that uh, Frog Song Farm faces? So one of the challenges we have faced, so we are celebrating our second birthday. So this was just our second growing season is the fact that in previous decades, this land was not very lovingly cared Mm -hmm. for. It was a Marion Berry farm for a long time. And so the soil itself needs a lot more organic matter. Um, So we're kind of in a long-term project of improving the soil every Mm -hmm. year. So that's, it's in some ways a challenge, but we've been really happy with our crop and we've been really happy with our CBD percentages. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's more an opportunity for, uh, you know, ongoing improvement as the years go on. Okay. One of the other concerns that people might not consider is we have a concern down in Woodburn where our farm mm-hmm. is with cross-pollination. Oh, yeah. So there are several hemp farms around the area. There might even be some that are not licensed. Mm-hmm. We're not sure. And so depending on what farmers in the surrounding properties are doing, we could get cross-pollinated. If that happens, then as you know, with cannabis, essentially the the flowers start putting energy into producing seeds, and then they're putting less energy into producing CBD and all the other cannabinoids that we want. The reason that's such a concern is we don't have a whole lot of control over it. So we're just kind of monitoring and trying to build relationships with the farms around us and trying to make sure that everyone is kind of tuned in to what everyone else is doing and hopefully kind of on the same team. So wow, that's wild. This is, that's a very specific challenge that you don't think about that often, but that is probably one of the biggest ones you face, right? It is. And that's one of the downfalls too. We chose to be outdoor, not only because we love the sunshine and we have so much of it, but because it's more energy efficient. There's all these great benefits to being outdoor, but then you do have less protection against pollen that could blow into your field from any outside sector. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and to that, um, to what we were just talking about, how does the farm work to create sustainable practices? So we come at it from a philosophy that we want to build stable systems on our farm as opposed to using shortcuts and quick fixes, which is kind of what big agriculture tends to do. So that translates into everything we do from um, our water management. We use, you know, drip irrigation Mm -hmm. to avoid having a bunch of water loss. We use compostable pots when we're starting our baby plants. Um, We don't use any sprays. Even when you're certified organic, there are a lot of sprays that are still permitted and we're purists. We just chose to have zero sprays on our farm anywhere. So that's herbicides, fungicides, pesticides. We use bugs. We introduce uh, predatory insects to eat the bugs that we don't want in our plants. So we kind of believe in more diversity, that diversity breeds resilience. That's one of our mottos when we're growing. 
So building the soil microbes, adding uh, plants that will attract pollinators, uh, leaving a riparian border around our fields so that we have critters and wildlife. So it's it's really just a diverse, stable ecosystem we're trying to to nurture and protect on our farm. That's amazing. Yeah, our goal is to be a totally waste-free operation in the future, and that's something we're working towards. So one thing is um, we have been using black plastic in the rows to you know prevent weeds and to conserve moisture. So there are advantages to mm-hmm. that. But we're thinking through more sustainable ways to accomplish the same things because, as we all know, plastic is, uh, you know, I don't even want to say necessary people. It's just kind of the <laughs> yeah, worst. Yeah, right? I know. Like, why do they even invent these things to begin with that they know are so horrible for the environment? Exactly. That's what I always Who made know. this decision? Yeah. And now we're all of this captive audience trying to, you Fix know, it. cure right. our own addiction to plastic. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. I can't even, I, I would love to visit your farm at some point in my life because I bet it's gorgeous. Um Please, we would love to have have you. We're gonna hopefully next season we'll be having more frequent tours, right. and I'm hoping I can volunteer as tour guide because that's one of the funnest parts. Of Absolutely, the job. and hopefully by then I can get my myself out there. <laughs> yeah, we'll carve yeah. Um, So. I know you're talking about, you know, the sustainability of Frog Song, but there's another element that's pretty interesting. Um, So can you explain what it means that Frog Song is vertically integrated? Sure. So when we say vertically integrated, that means um, if you imagine a, a ladder or a supply chain, normally companies will, you know, pass product down. There's the grower, then there's the extractor then there's the producer and then someone does sales. We do everything on our farm. We consider ourselves a seed to shelf operation. Mm-hmm. So that means once we get the seeds, we grow everything, we do our extractions on site, we produce everything in our certified kitchen and we handle sales. So we our products change hands very little. The only time our products leave the farm is when they go off for third-party lab testing. Mm-hmm. And so that gives us a really solid degree of control over how our plants are handled, how our CBD extract is handled, um, everything that goes into our products. So not only that, but it also keeps costs down. And that's why we're able to put a ton of CBD in our products and really try to keep the prices accessible Mm -hmm. for people because you're not paying a bunch of middlemen. Yeah, absolutely. So in some ways it's because we're control freaks and in some ways it's because we consider that like a more economically sustainable viable Mm -hmm. model, just a better way to do business for those who have the ability, you know, obviously there's a lot of infrastructure to have an extraction lab on site and to have the space for, you know, storing this much product and this much, um, just raw material, but we're lucky enough to have. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so do you have any calls to action or anything specific to promote? Well, we did make a code in case you have listeners who want to try CBD or maybe there are people who have tried CBD in the past and didn't think it worked. We always (laughs) tell people like, don't give up until you've tried seed to shelf, like full spectrum CBD products. Yes. So we made a code for shoppers. It's Highness, just H-I-G-H-N-E-S-S. Right. So if people go to frogsongfarm.com slash shop, mm-hmm. they can use the code for 10% off any order over $50. We always have free shipping and we have a satisfaction guarantee. That's the big one is we just want to invite people to try out our products and see what really good CBD feels like. 
Thank you. We really appreciate that. And we'll definitely make sure to put that into our social media promotion as well. Yeah. Um, because and then speaking of social it. media, <laughs> yeah, I would love for you to try some. Um, we love for people to link up with us on Instagram. We are constantly putting out new information. Um, and it's just a good place to build community. We want to build a community mm-hmm. surrounding not only CBD, but sustainable farming. And just the cannabis community is a really fun community to be a part of Mm -hmm. and so um instagram facebook we have a blog on the website um we just love for people to get connected that way and ask us questions we education is a huge part of what we do Mm -hmm. and so we want people to come to us with whatever even if they think it's a dumb basic question we're happy to educate because that's really where destigmatizing begins Absolutely. And um, I can speak to the fact that your Instagram is amazing. So <laughs> well, thank everyone you. should be following Anyone it. who manages social media accounts knows it's such a struggle. Oh, it is. There's like, are we being repetitive? Is this the content people want to see? You know, um, how many pictures do people want to see of beautiful hemp flowers? Right. But I know. It's so fun. There's tons to share. Yeah, absolutely. And that's at Frog Song Farm CBD right Um, on instagram and um what is that the same on twitter on twitter we are frog song farm llc okay all right awesome um well i appreciate you coming on today and sharing your knowledge and wisdom and we always want to hear more about the uh, inner workings of farms and things like that so come on over Mm -hmm. and come back whenever you want not come on over i'm (laughs) I'm tired today (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean i wish i was over there trust but um my (laughs) co-host is so maybe she can come and make a visit anyway there we go um i appreciate you and thank you for spending your time with us today Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And thank you to all our listeners. It's um, just great to connect with a wider audience and um, especially like-minded people, especially like-minded women. Absolutely. Awesome. Our next guest is Darby Cox. Darby Cox is the CEO of Smoke Cartel Incorporated, the world's favorite online head shop. In 2013, she and her partner, Sean Genge, launched their pipe dream with $600 from their living room. They soon had to drop out of college to accommodate their burgeoning business. Today, the company does millions of revenue a year and is traded publicly under the ticker SMKC. So why don't you tell me a little bit about Smoke Cartel? So Smoke Cartel was mainly inspired by my partner, Sean Gang. He was the one who came up with the initial idea. And, you know, to be entirely transparent, I wasn't 100% about the company from the start. (laughs) Um, Sean and I have been life partners and friends longer than we've been business partners. And so when he initially came to me with the idea, I sort of rolled my eyes and said, okay, this is the the latest crazy thing up your alley. We'll see how long this, this pans out. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, five going on six years later, it's, it's obviously done well for him and I. And I think that at this point we've sort of switched roles to where now I'm the the big cheerleader, like, oh my goodness, you've come up with this amazing idea. And sometimes he kind of <laughs> looks back at me and rolls his eyes. So it's been a fun flip-flop roller coaster in that sense. Well, and you just got um, promoted to CEO recently. Yes, indeed. So Sean and I, uh, Sean had been previously CEO uh, when we were a private company. And there's tremendous differences in running a private company and a public company as CEO. 
And so uh, we switched to really allow ourselves to better perform to our strong suits. Sean is definitely an action man. He's sort of the guy who can achieve anything, do anything. When when his mind is put to it, you give him a project and he's going to make it 10 times better than you ever thought that it could be. And I really enjoy the strategy, the more sort of backseat, looking over everything rather than the full-on hands in the mud, whereas Sean is definitely a hands in the mud. And so you really need to have both of those, but it's allowed right. us to, to move faster and really execute both a company strategy and a public market strategy sort of simultaneously. So why don't you tell our listeners exactly what Smoke Cartel is, is like what your offerings are and and what you're providing to the community? So I'm often advised not to say the the B word, but I'm personally fine with tobacco bongs and <laughs> grinders, uh, torches, dab rigs, everything that you would use to smoke legal cannabis or tobacco, or if you're you know one of those people that experiments with vaping uh, medicinal herbs, that's also an option that's out there. We do carry vaporizers, e-liquids, uh, nicotine e-liquids as well. And, and you also have pet products. Yes, we do have pet products. That's probably my personal favorite as I have two, <laughs> uh, two large dogs that need leash containment on occasion. And they adore the, the joint squeaky toys. <laughs> I, I cracked up when I saw those. They're, that's it's, so it's great. It's so great. And um, we actually, we had a very long internal company debate about this. And I, I probably shouldn't even say it because it's, it's very polarizing. But cats v. dogs. We were initially really planning on keeping our, our offerings uh, very dog-oriented because of the office. We're, uh, we're primarily a dog crew. But um, a little birdie told me that we could offend some of the cat viewers out there. <laughs> so we did just launch our cat collars and have plans to expand into the cat market as well. So oh, that's fantastic. The felines can, can rest in peace <laughs> knowing that it's coming for them too. <laughs> maybe maybe you can have a special little catnip uh toy oh, for them. That would be fantastic. <laughs> like a little uh, cat joint. <laughs> They'll like that. So, so you started this company, Smoke Cartel, you've said with $600 out of your living room. How did it progress? I mean, so you take your $600 and then what? So the $600 was primarily spent on inventory. And uh, I cannot explain to you my face when, you know, boxes of um, bongs arrived in my kitchen. <laughs> you know, just on my doorstep and I unloaded them into our apartment. And um, that was very shocking. We sort of had them on the table, on the like, top of the kitchen fridge. They were, they were really everywhere around. And we, um, our roommate had, was a photography major at SCAD. And so she brought in some of her equipment and shot all of our initial photos. Um, it was really a, an all hands on deck in our in our little apartment trying to make it happen. Um, Sean and I didn't hire anyone until we were so busy that we needed someone to ship out all of the orders so that we could do all of the other things, uplisting products, responding to customer service emails. Uh, we were both still in college at the time. Oh, wow. So we would be you know, popping out of class on our breaks to answer customer service phone calls and popping back in and trying to do both. So it was definitely really, really crazy. I sort of miss those those fun startup days a lot, but it's uh, it's grown to something incredible now where we have a full team of people who are all actively working and contributing ideas that I never even thought of. So it's really been life-changing. 
Well, you, it looks like you have a great company. I know you've got this really cool corporate video. It's kind of like a commercial ad, but also just explains who you are. It's a great video. We'll try to get that up on your highness Facebook. Oh, thank you. It is. I loved it. it. I've watched it probably 10 times. It's such a cool video and it just really shows who you guys are and you, you're a young, fun company. Um, and so tell me about like, what is some of, well, we talked a little bit about you love the pet toys. So I want to find out, so you've got these great offerings, right, that you're sending out. How did people find you? I mean, how did you get to be who you are today? That must have been really difficult. It really was. Um, so when we started out, Sean and I, we were really the um, one of the only companies that was shipping from the United States at the time. Uh, most of our competitors were European-based, uh, Amsterdam-based, and so... Sean and I determined that we were just going to put our pictures up, announce that we were from Savannah, Georgia, and just be really transparent and really loud about what we thought we could do for the industry. Uh, we were really prominent on Reddit. We really built up a little uh, words, a loyal Reddit following at first, and so that really got some traction going there. And then fortunately, my partner, Sean, is just an SEO genius and really hammered us out so that we would knock it out of the park on uh, SEO. So that really helped wow. us. That's that's really good advice to our listeners too. You know, SEO is so important, but also Reddit. I don't think that people think too much about Reddit for your business. No, people really don't. But it's, uh, I mean, there are so many Reddit users, and it's not necessarily that you have to pop into a a cannabis subreddit or something on that. I think that people who are interested in our products, they have tons of different interests, whether it be hiking or sports or mm -hmm. cooking. And any sort of information that you can overlap with that and just really connect with your end user, I think is fantastic. I mean, we do a, um, a Smoker Tell magazine twice a year, and we always include cookbook recipes, which has been a really popular segment for us, just because, you know, we know that our consumer is this diverse person, and it's not like they have one interest, they have dozens. And we want to be part of all of those little stages. Do you feel in the last five to six years that your clientele has changed the face of your clientele from maybe the more traditional stoners to now you're getting, like you said, people with a lot of varied interests, people who may be professionals or? I don't necessarily think it's been as much of the customer as it's been awareness of the customer. I think that there was a lot of marketing done to make the general public feel like everyone who was consuming cannabis was this sort of gross, smelly, nasty-haired <laughs> uh, stoner drop-out-of-college look. When uh, you know, when we first started, we realized that a lot of our products were going to lawyers or doctors or fancy office park studios where people were having you know bongs shipped to their work. Um, and so when we were shipping out all of those orders individually, when it was just Sean and I, that was a really great learning experience. Um, I think that was part of the, the thrill of being online is that we got the consumers that were too afraid to go into the, the retail shops. They were too afraid to tell their friends or their, their bosses that this is what they were doing. But now that they had this sort of safe outlet where they felt like, oh, these people, they seem like me. Uh, I'll, I'll try it from these people because they're not being sketchy about it, so to speak. I think that we were able to really highlight that and sort of bring awareness to the fact that that is the everyday consumer. It's the people around you. Right. Right. And that's, I mean, that's really important too. I think that, that it becomes more normalized hopefully soon. I know. So you're in Georgia, which is not a recreational state and you don't even have dispensaries there, right? 
Correct. Um, we did recently get one. It's um, Helicon Organics, and it's in Atlanta, but I do not believe that they carry any plant products. Their parent company is a California-based company, but I do, uh, I'm under the assumption that they, they are hopeful that as laws change, they will make ground in the dispensary world in Georgia. So how do medical patients get their product in, in Georgia then? So unfortunately, it's sort of a um, look the other way and don't ask questions. It's a, it's a bit similar to how they're doing it in Amsterdam right now, where uh, there's, it just arrives in the shop and we don't ask questions about it. Mm-hmm. Um, patients are told that transporting across state lines is federally illegal, but if you do it, it's not that Georgia will prosecute you for that particular offense. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. It really is. And it's it's very unfortunate that we're sort of jumping through these these legal hoops and uh, turning a blind eye when this is something that I personally believe would tremendously help our economy and people and patients. So right. I think right. we'll see a turnaround in the next few yeah. years for, for sure. Well, definitely. And hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, Absolutely. So how do you navigate um, the banking issues or do you even have banking issues since you're not probably getting money from cannabis companies? Do you ever have any problems with that? So unfortunately we do. Um, my partner, Sean recently purchased the building that smoke cartel leases and we had significant issue finding a bank that was willing to provide funding for that because, um, you know, they were, they were saying, although what you're doing is legal, we can't 100% verify that your end consumer is entirely legally compliant all the time. And for us, that's risky. Um, so that was definitely a, a fun legal hoop to jump through. And obviously, we have higher credit card processing fees and things like that since we're considered mm-hmm. a, a high-risk industry. But we're starting to see that change, especially with the federal legalization of CBD. We've seen new credit card processors that are lowering rates and offering opportunities for CBD payment processing, which has typically been a really difficult thing to secure. Well, that's great. That's really good news to hear. But I know that that's such a challenge as a business owner. Um, I know that I face that too. You're not touching the product at all, but like you said, the end users maybe, and then it's money laundering and they don't seem to like that. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, no. That's definitely not something that they uh, they look highly upon. So besides the banking, what is your most challenging aspect? Is it, you know, having your partner be your boyfriend or is it, you know, just work in general or what is your biggest challenge? Hmm. I think my, my biggest challenge is definitely working with myself. Um, I've always been a, a high driver. Sean and, I, Sean and I both have and it's definitely caused strain in our our personal and professional life before both being people that uh, want to constantly motivate the other person and we're highly competitive with each other. So (laughs) it's sort of been a, oh, I can always do better than you. And what's the actual limit of doing the best, um, having those those, um, checks and balances in place because you do have to reward yourself for hard work done and you have to reward your team for hard work done and sort of realizing and acknowledging all of those, those wins and celebrating together. So I think for us, um, dealing with that personal behavior and learning that mm-hmm. celebrating your wins is okay. And that even though if you're not at the end stage yet, you're, you're getting there and the journey is very important. Yeah, that would be really challenge doing, um, 
having a business with your boyfriend, but it sounds like you and Sean really complement each other on your strengths. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Um, but again, you know, our, our biggest, weakest is definitely uh, overwork. <laughs> maybe not for shareholders, but maybe for us personally. Right, right. No, definitely. And that, that is a challenge. So can you talk a little bit about your uh, company going public? I can. I can say a few things about that. We are public. We're traded on the OTC pink sheets under SMKC. Uh, you'll see under our news that we did recently start our first OPO. We're very excited about this because it was sort of the reason that Sean and I wanted to go public in the first place was to allow our everyday customer, um, friends, family, and people who support the reason why Sean and I started Smoke Cartel and this, this growth for legitimization of the cannabis industry. Um, it's allowing them a chance to really get in our early stages. So we're really excited about that. We're, we're thrilled with the progress so far, and we're hopeful that that's just something that's going to continue on as we are a publicly traded company and continue to, to grow and impress our shareholders and our customers by what we're able to produce as far as products and services. So fingers crossed on that one. Well, yeah, and I so let's let's tell our listeners because this really is, truly is a, a great company. You guys have seemed to do everything right, and there is a way that they can go on your. It's on your website, the crowdfunding uh, platform, isn't it? Yes, and it's on uh, startengine.com backslash smoke cartel inc, and that's the quickest way to get to it. Um, if you click around there, all of our financials are listed, uh, our plans to do with fundraise fundraising money, all of that is, is listed in that page. And it's the best place to get all of the nitty gritty details of investment. Well, it's such a, a fantastic opportunity to be able to support. If you're already buying your products, it's wonderful to be able to then go, you know what, I want to invest a little bit in this and be a part of this wonderful ride with all of you. Um, so how much are you hoping to raise um, by crowdfunding? So the most that we can raise uh, with this specific crowdfunding offering is uh, $1 million. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, we'd like to go for gold, but we do have explanations of what we would do at specific breakpoints. Um, okay. Interesting. Our primary thing that we're, we're hoping to move forward and do in Q4 and Q1 is obviously release new products that we think will continue to innovate the industry and also offer some of Sean's technical services available for sale. So that's something that we're really excited about because Sean and our development team uh, have really built this awesome, awesome product. And we think that it'll be quite revolutionary. Well, definitely. He's done a, a fantastic job so far, and, and that would be a really wonderful offering for him to be able to uh, give to people. And so... <clears throat> I'm losing my train. So sorry. <laughs> no I'm just like, I'm so overwhelmed because I'm so impressed by you and what you're doing. And so what is it? So, so you talked about new products that you have coming out. Are there, is there anything that's, that we could be excited to look forward to that you can talk yes. about? So something that I'm personally really excited about, um, it was made by our product designer, Jake Wessel here, and it's called the BioSpark Lighter. And so we'd previously been selling a fuelless rechargeable lighter that mainly worked for uh, hand-rolled products, smokables like that. But this one has been specially designed in the shape so that it can light bowls. And so 
It's a USB recharge. It sort of has this cool blue purple zap zap feature that makes it look really cool when you're lighting your bowls. Oh, wow. And it's also windproof. So you can light your bowls at the beach, you can light them in a wind tunnel. And also it's not going to have any butane or uh, what is the other one that they use to fuel torches with any of those things that aren't that's, necessarily that's flammable. best for your health. health. That's fantastic. That is a great thing. So that's so we can expect to see that maybe after the first of the year? Absolutely. Absolutely. After the first of the year, we're hoping to be able to drop it, you know, around November, around Thanksgiving time. So that's, you know, our, our goal in sight. So absolutely after the first of the year, and we're really excited to bring that product to market. Another um, aspect of your company that I found really interesting was you have your own glass blowers on staff. Yes, um, it is something that we've done and we do really like to have. It's it's really fascinating to watch. Um, you learn things like uh, like how to practice spinning the rods for glass blowing. So one of our blowers, you know, when he's taking on interns, he tells them to take a jar of honey and get one of the little honeycomb spins. Uh-huh. And you dip it in as much as you can with honey and you have to keep it spinning so that no honey drips off of the, the little spindle. And that's a really great way if you're looking to get into glass blowing and learning to strengthen your fingers for how much uh, little glass spinning you'll be doing. Wow. I have never heard that before. That is <laughs> so interesting. Isn't that, that cool? That is so cool. So that must be, I mean, I love watching the glass blowers too, because a lot of times you know, they have little festivals here in Portland, Oregon. And it, it is, I mean, they're so talented. I don't even know. One, you have to be an artist, but two, to work with glass, it just is such a, a talent and a gift. But um, so you guys have these guys on staff. And then I was reading something about you're going to also maybe do training, like have a school, a glass blowing That school. is something that we've looked into. It's... um proven to be a bit complicated to set up as far as all of the legal and safety requirements, Uh, but we're still looking into it. We're still trying to flesh that out as an option. It's definitely really cool. And I think having the art school here, we would get a lot of interest for it. I mean, uh, it could be something that's, um, I'm a little blinded by the light on, but I absolutely adore watching glass blowing. And I think that it's uh, such a phenomenal craft to really be able to show people it's one of our most popular videos on our YouTube channel. It's when we, we filmed our glass blowers making an actual glass pipe. So I definitely, I support the, the art a lot and I think we'll see it grow in the years to come. Well, it's really great because you and Sean both went to art school and, and it's a great way for you to support artists. I, I was just so impressed by that. Oh, thank you. We really appreciate the opportunity that SCAD gave us. Oh, definitely. So in the meantime, though, you do have interns that come in and they can learn how to do the glass blowing for a corporation. And that's a really great thing, too. So let's let's move on, because I know we're kind of running out of time here. I've, I've taken up so much of your time, but I could talk to you all day long because it's just fascinating to me what you're doing. And you're so young to be doing it and you're just doing it right. It's just so impressive. So one other thing that you're doing that's exciting is you have... Um, a Reform Georgia group. So you want to talk a little bit yes. about that? I'd love to share that with uh, listeners. Yeah, so that's something that um, it's sort of company sponsors. It's, a, it's no, really a branch off now that it's, it's standing on its own two legs, so to speak. But Reform Georgia is our platform for building a better justice system in Georgia. Something that not a lot of people know um, is that Georgia has the largest probation population in the U.S. It's um, four times higher than the national average. And 
our probate, our system in Georgia is mainly for profit. Um, and so we really believe that we can do better for Georgians and really for the rest of the United States on that. Um, part of our platform is decriminalizing cannabis underneath an ounce um, and small drug possession charges because we don't really believe that that is people that deserve to be locked up for, for years and years and not afforded the opportunity to grow their careers and their lives. So um, ending for-profit justice is also a really important platform for us, as well as expunging criminal records um, to obviously increase job opportunity and reduce the poverty rates in Georgia. Uh, you can check out more at reformgeorgia.org. Whoops. Huh. <laughs> so reformgeorgia.org. Okay, yes. great. And so and if people... It'll redirect you. But, oh, okay. Um, but reformgeorgia.org. And then if people want to go on and buy your fantastic products, which I can, so I was sent a nectar collector and one of your big, it is the coolest Woo! like flame torch thing. It is the coolest thing I've ever had in my life. In fact, in your video, you use it as a little Statue of Liberty flame. It is the coolest thing. But so my partner, he used the nectar collector and he's never used one before. And he was like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing. And I um, am sharing it on our social media so people can go on there and look at that. But if people, if our listeners want to buy your amazing products, uh, it's smokecartel.com. Yes, it is. And uh, please check them out. We're happy to share them with you. And you also have an affiliate program if people are interested in helping spread the word about you and also earning a little money back, right? We do. If you just want to, if anyone, any listeners are interested in that, they can just email us at hello at smokecartel.com. And our lovely communications manager will get back to them and explain the best way to do that. Or if they're a better, you know, marketing affiliate, best ways to get involved and help us spread the word for Smoke Cartel. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, it's a fantastic company. I'm so impressed. The delivery, I, I literally like told Jessica, okay, we'll take this in two days. I mean, it was so fast. It was just, and the packaging was great. The products are just such high quality. I'm really excited to be talking to you, Darby, and so excited to see what's happening, going to happen to you in the future. Um, your company is amazing and you're amazing. And thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. And thank you so much for taking the time. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Your Highness Podcast. If you would like to be featured in a future episode or would like to inquire about possible sponsorship, email yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. That's yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at highnesspodcast. That's at highnesspodcast. Thanks again.